didn't think you needed that mariachi cover of Nirvana in your life? Or that bagpipe version of Don't Stop Believing? Well, you're welcome. This is Cover Me on Feedback. Welcome back to Feedback. I'm Laurie Majewski. I have Michael Pagnata hanging out with me because Nick Carter has taken the day off. He's been doing some heavy lifting lately since I've been off. So thank you, Nick. See you tomorrow. And um, yes, that music means that we have Ray Paget here with us today. Cover me, cover songs. Be back. Yeah. Um, For those of you on the phone, yes, we have been talking about musical transformations. We now have to trans... Transfer, transfer to um to our conversation, our hour with with uh, Cover Me's Ray Paget. But wanted to say thank you to Brian in Tennessee. We agree with you. Pink Floyd is an absolutely fantastic example of a band that totally shed one skin and gained another. Something we should talk to Nick Mason about, Lori. Yes. Yes, after the show, we're going to be talking to Nick Mason and Pink Floyd. You'll hear that later this week or next week. Matthew from New Jersey New Jersey says Darius Rucker and Tom Waits. Yes, two other really good examples. And I can tell you the party is totally just beginning on Twitter. This is the kind of conversation we're going to have throughout the entire day. Um, I can tell it's really on fire right now. Um, and at SiriusXM Volume, you can join in that conversation uh, throughout the day on bands who made transformations, musical transformations, drastic, drastically changed their sounds. Um, but now we're going to be talking to Ray Paget. So Ray, you were in New Orleans with me, except not with me. I was in New Orleans near you. Yeah, went down for- We were both um, at Barkus. We were both at Barkus, the dog parade, uh, <laughs> which was every bit as good as you would expect. It was, right? Did you see the king and queen on the floats? So my sister is a veterinary technician in New Orleans, and one of her patients is the king of Barkus. No! Stanley. Stanley. I had, I got a, I, I caught a Stanley um, medallion. I, I, the, do you know how you catch the beads? During the mm-hmm. New Orleans sure. Mardi Gras parades, I caught a Stanley, a Stanley medallion. If you want the uh, backstage gossip on Barkus, Stanley is a real jerk in real life. Is he? Apparently, he's just a real pain for uh, all the vets. No. <laughs> yeah. He's a king, you know. They're all kind of pains. There were like kings, queens, duchesses, grand duchesses. It kept going. The royal court was endless. Yeah. Well, and then there were a million dogs that were just in costumes that it wasn't even clear whether they were officially in the parade or not, but they were certainly parading. And then there was um, the streetcar steppers who were like dancing to Aerosmith, Walk This Way. Lots of rock. Lots of rock. Even even a lot of the marching bands, you know, will be doing, if you listen close, there's, it's a cover of something or other. The, well, I think we talked about it last year, but one of the big brass bands, New Orleans, the Hot 8 Brass Band, did this amazing cover of Love Will Tear Us Apart that was number three on Cover Me's uh, Best of 2018. Um, so, yeah, so it's a lot of great music down there. Well, what will be... On 2019, we're now through two months of covers, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it's the 26th, right? Yeah, we're we're getting there. So we're going to start with covers of the month, right? Covers of the month. And we will start um, to segue a little bit. One of uh, the tweeters just mentioned Pink Floyd, so we might as well start with uh, the Pink Floyd cover um, on the list, which is... Maybe I think it's almost certainly going to be on our year-end list. This is nuts. It is a group called Rodrigo y Gabriela 
who are an amazing uh, classical guitar duo. Well, they're classical. They're classically guitar trained, but they're huge metal fans. So they have covered Metallica and Stairway to Heaven. And on their new album, which is coming out in a month or two, they do a 20-minute cover, all all uh, two guitars of Pink Floyd's Echoes. Oh, that's brilliant. And it is so good. So we're going to start way the hell in because it's long. This is like 13 minutes or something in, but... I wanted us to play this, you know, little section. The whole thing's amazing, but this little section is fun because um, Gabriella, one of the two guitarists, she doubles as a percussionist, but she doesn't have, you know, drums or anything. What she does is she just smacks her hand against the body of her guitar at insanely high velocity, and that's what makes their percussion sounds. If you watch her on stage, her hand is literally a blur. You can't quite see her fingers. They're moving so fast, just pounding on this thing. So if you listen to the first, I don't know, five or ten seconds of this little snippet, listen for the percussion, that is her, and then they both, they both uh, go on guitar. Tribal sounding, right? It's like, I think it's 18 minutes of, of it, this. It's totally amazing, very unexpected, but just just brilliant. Like I said, this is going to be on the, our year-end list. It's like February, but I can guarantee that. Wow. They've done, it's worth looking up um, at some point, if, if people don't know, they do, on their first album, they did an amazing cover of Metallica's Orion. That It's not 18 minutes long, but it's, I think, seven or eight. They're so good. I've and seen them at Coachella. I've seen uh, them in Brooklyn. I've seen them at Irving Plaza. Such a great duo. They're an amazing live band. And the way, I haven't seen them in a while, but I imagine the setup is still the same. They, they have cam- Because it's just two people playing instrumental guitar, they have cameras set up to film their hands so you can sort of see what they're doing if you're not, you know, the very front row. And just watching them, they're so fast. Um, and like I say, it's classical guitar, but even their own songs sound metal-influenced. So it's very untraditional, but they're just amazing. I love they're them. They're like acoustic hardcore. Yeah, acoustic instrumental hardcore, sure. Seriously. All right, well, let's um, jump genres here. Um, Let's go to Christine and the Queens. Um, Oh, I love her. I love her. She has done amazing. Actually, the first time I ever heard of her was a cover. She did this amazing version of uh, Kanye West's uh, heart heartbeat um, mixed in with the 1973 French pop song years ago. That was the she was already famous in France, but I think you know it took her a while to get big in America. But she's definitely big in America now. Um, and this is the most recent cover, I believe, on this year's list. It is um, uh, from a day or two ago. Uh, Need you tonight by In Excess. All you got is this moment. Twenty-first century is yesterday. You can care all you want Everybody does, yeah, that's okay So slide over here And give me a moment Your moves are so raw I've got to let you know I've got to let you know One of my kind I sent you this a couple mm-hmm. days ago Did you see it on your own as well? 
Uh, both, but you were the first one I saw it when you sent it. You were on it. I was in New Orleans. I wasn't checking checking Twitter or anything, and I saw an email from you. I was like, oh. And yeah, she's she's always amazing. I can't remember if I played it, but last year, I might have, last year she did an amazing Rihanna cover that she mixed in with Kate Bush's Weathering Heights. So she really does these unusual and interesting versions of songs, and I would definitely put put that on the list it's, mu- it's much more you know stripped down than her own stuff but it totally works all you need really is her voice and if you watch it on youtube you can go ahead and and, and google it and watch it she is just so cool i love her so much she's had kind of a transformation talking about artists who've had transformations oh musical transformations i feel like she's like lightened up and is happy and has choreography in her shows. Yeah, she, I mean, it's sort of, you know, like I say, she was huge in France, this big pop star, but like in America, no one knew her. And now all of a sudden she's just sort of become, especially on her, she had an album last year, I think it was called Chris, that everyone was talking about. It was on a bunch of year-end lists, um, you know, really pop, but, you know, really smart pop, really interesting and unexpected at times. Um, so I think I think there's a lot more great stuff to come from her, and I'm glad she keeps doing covers. Where's this In Excess cover come from? Like, I wonder, like... How did you read anything about it? I haven't. I haven't dug too deep into it. It was for a BBC show, but not for the Live Lounge, which is the series where they sort of have people cover uh, songs. But I imagine they asked her to cover something. Was this um, the morning show? Because I think Kylie Minogue was on the morning show at the same time or the day before, day after doing Islands in the Stream. And I was like, wow, that cover. That's is a cover. P- it's, yeah. That's really picking up steam, that Islands yeah, in the is. Stream. So, yeah, I think they kind of have like a Today show on. The mo- in the morning, like they're the BBC, and I think that My, it might have been the same show. I'm not sure, but yeah, Dolly. I, I didn't bring any because I feel like everyone probably saw them. But obviously, Dolly Parton covers have been very big this month with the Grammys, uh, the Grammys tribute, and then the Music Cares tribute the night before. Um, so hopefully, when they actually release that on video, uh, we'll have some better quality audio of that. But yeah, a lot of Islands in the Stream covers recently. Um, all right, well, let's go. All right, we're gonna go to the weirdest one of the of the day. I think. Um, this is a uh, musician who, a producer who goes by default genders. And um, this is, yeah, like I say, the most unexpected cover. It's a um, cover of Bruce Springsteen um, in a sort of danceable style, which is not unusual. There have been a million like pop dancing in the darks, for instance, Hungry Heart gets covered. You know, you can pick a lot of pop, a lot of Bruce Springsteen songs to cover in sort of a dance pop style. Secret Garden is not one of the more obvious songs to do in uh, that vein. Probably the least obvious, other than something off maybe Nebraska. Um, it's a dancey version of it? I, I shouldn't even say anymore. This wow. is Default Genders doing Secret Garden. We need to tweet that out because I, I I I can't look it up right now, and I need to have that so I can listen to the entire thing later. <laughs> that is so good. You know, it's interesting. In, in my yoga classes, both upstate and here in Hoboken, they play a very girly, breathy version of I'm on Fire. And even though this is a dance version, it, it it's another female vocal that's kind of in that, like, soft, like girly yeah. approach mm-hmm. 
so it's interesting that those type of vocalists are gravitating to Bruce and covering his stuff. There's a lot of subtlety in Bruce's music that people don't usually pick up on. And I, you know, I usually listen to the covers to find how people actually experience Bruce. That's usually where you can find it. Because sometimes, as great a vocalist as he is, he doesn't always find the subtlety in his own songs. But other people do. It's true. And it's just, when you think of Bruce, you think of, you know, not only blue collar, but like, he is masculinity incarnate and these sweet young well i don't know if they're young but sweet female vocalists these these very girly voices that have been covering him of late very interesting trend definitely a trend and i think i'm on fire is sort of the pinnacle example there are so many covers of that song in this vein um but this one the one thing i loved about this one is um so it's i it's it's two people the singer and then the producer um and he had a great a great line and a really interesting way of describing cover songs in general that I actually have never heard anyone put it this way before. But he describes his attempt at covers as a version of fan fiction. Whereas, say, in this case, he said, I really like Bruce Springsteen and I really like 90s rave music. So, like, I can do whatever I want. Why don't I just slam those two together and see what happens, you know, in my version of musical fan fiction, which is such an interesting way of of talking about cover songs. And I've never heard anyone put it that way. But I really I really thought that was interesting. Like, why not just combine two totally unrelated things I like, you know, because you can. He shipped. Is that how you say it? He shipped Bruce and, oh, yeah. and EDM. <laughs> yeah. Shipping. Yeah, there you go. I think it worked. Very nice. So to Lori's point about um, tweeting that out. Uh, the list for Ray's covers of the month isn't out yet because it's not the end of the month. But when it is, we'll put that out. And then today, his uh, Buddy, Co- Buddy Holly list is going to go up. Good, yeah. good. That's right. In the second half of the hour, we're going to be going through Buddy Holly covers. Yay. Yeah, so we'll get there in a bit. But first, a few more um, best of the month. Um, let's go to let's go to LCD Sound System. Um, keep keep it up tempo. They they've done a few covers. You know, even though they haven't released an album in a couple of years, they've done a few covers recently promoting this thing called the Electric Lady Sessions. Basically, a live a sort of a live in the studio album. Um, they did a Heaven Seventeen cover last year. Um, they did a, a Chic cover earlier last year. But this is the new one off the um, the just released album. It is a cover of uh, the Human League Seconds. <laughs> James Murphy is is he singing? Well, because it, it really sounds so much like Phil, Phil from the Human League. It's funny you say that because I wrote it's down it. a quote that James Murphy said, which is that he was doing his quote best Phil Oakey impression. Well, he did a good <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Which which honestly, something like that, it, it makes me a little nervous because like I don't want people doing impressions. But the music and the way they do it, it's I mean it's not that dissimilar to the original, but the way they sort of amp it up, the energy they bring to it, for me it works, even though you know he is maybe it's trying grittier. to sound. Like the, it's it's more industrial, grittier. It's tough in a way, you know. Yes, it's it's it. The the, the human league one is more pure synth pop, I think. 
Um, that's the major difference. And I want to shout out Human League as a great example of a band that has made a musical transition. Especially from the first two records. Absolutely. Their first two re records, it, well, they were a different band, Phil Oki being the person that is common to the two Human Leagues, but absolutely different sound from the late 70s to the mid-80s. Absolutely different. But thank you. That was a very Laurie Majewski cover that you brought there. There's there's a few. There's, we got In Excess. We got the Human League. There's a couple on the list. Um, we'll get to Nick Cave. Uh, but this one is, I think it jumps off of the, uh, the idea of transition because we, I already played the weirdest cover. This isn't necessarily the weirdest, but it's the one that is probably the most different. Um, this is a, a Tunisian singer who I just think is amazing, named Emil Mathluthi. Um, she lives in New York now. She started out as um, sort of a folk singer. She became famous. She was known as the voice of the Arab Spring because one of her songs sort of went viral then. She performed at the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony, which I don't know anyone else who has done that. Um, but then she's transitioned and become sort of more electronic. She sings so, sort of Arabic-sounding melodies over like heavy electronic beats. Um, and this is this amazing cover she did. It's only even partly a cover because... It's uh, Jeff, the Jeff Buckley song, New Year's Day. But the way it came about, and I'm, I'll say this up front for when people say I don't even recognize this, is basically her band used to open the show, her shows with a musical sort of just improvisation, just messing around. And one point they were doing that and she started singing the lyrics to the Jeff Buckley song, New Year's Day, over it. And it sort of evolved and she takes bits of lyrics here and bits of lyrics there into this amazing composition. She calls her version Fallen. The music has nothing to do with the Jeff Buckley song. But if you know the lyrics, they're all... They're all Jeff Buckley lyrics, and I just think it's 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 stunning. Um, so this is Emil Mathluthi doing uh, "Fallen." She, I discovered her, I saw her live um, at National Sawdust here in New York, which is sort of a, an avant-garde classical music venue um, during some festival. I'd never been there before, and it was just this, you know, one of the most amazing shows I've ever seen, because, you know, as you can even hear, even though she's singing English lyrics there, normally she sings, you know, lyrics um, in Arabic, but even there you can hear the Middle Eastern sort of influence in her yes. voice very strongly, but the, you know, production is not, you know, traditional world music, whatever that means. It's this very sort of modern avant-garde electronic a stuff. Ofra Haza in there. I mean, the fact that she opens a show with improvisation, when that's where people usually go during, say, an encore. Yeah. That's a pretty amazing and bold thing to do. Yeah, I mean, she, and again, the, her whole thing now is, is bold because, like I said, she was sort of this, you know, she was set up to be sort of a protest singer, this sort of folky protest singer, um, you know, very quite, and she's huge in, in Middle Eastern countries. She's very famous. Um, but, you know, she sort of had always loved electronic music um, and improvisation and beats. And so she just sort of did this real left turn um, on her own music and this just, just amazing cover that now, now it's, I think, less improvised because it's sort of 
come together over over a couple of years, but she finally put out. It's still live, but it's a nice live video um, on her YouTube. So that's what that is from. Awesome. All right, um, let's go to oh, let's let's go to Unwoman because this is a little bit of an exclusive. We are premiering this song um, on Cover Me tomorrow, um, but she said wow. I could play a bit of it uh, here today, so no one has ever heard this. Um, this is uh, she is an she's really interesting too. She's a cellist, a sort of gothic cellist who um, is, lives in San Francisco, and all most of her songs are exclusively looped cello and her voice looping. Um, and this is she covers a ton of songs in that style. A lot of a lot of songs. Speaking of stuff up your alley, Lori, a lot of songs that would be you know '80s new wave songs. That's sort of her her thing. A lot of Susie and the Banshees and In Excess and stuff like that. Uh, this is Heroes by David Bowie, a song that she actually said she was reluctant to cover just because it's been covered so many times. It's sort of a cliche, but she has one of these Patreons that a lot of bands have now, and, you know, sort of fans were demanding her. She covered this iconic song, particularly after wow. he died. So it took her a while to figure out how to do it in a way that didn't seem like every other, you know, million covers of Heroes. Um, and I think she did a really interesting job. Um, so this is a bit of uh, Heroes by Unwoman. pretty yeah it's um i love her singing and like as you can hear there's at least two maybe three cello lines going on in there and you know when she's doing it live or doing other songs live you know she has a loop pedal so she'll play one cello line then hit the pedal then add another one on top of it um so it's she's just, so she does a million covers um and i think they're all really interesting and i should say if you want to hear the full version of that come to cover me tomorrow where we will premiere it you know, I wanted to actually, that reminds me that my lust for list this week on First Wave is with Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. And um, much of his list uh, of his music, song, uh, of his songs that we play are songs that he has covered. And Peter Murphy has made a long and illustrious career of covering. I mean, starting from Bauhaus covering Ziggy Stardust. Um, which we play on the show. He's covered Dead Can Dance, Nine Inch Nails, Joy Division, Iggy Pop, Pear Ubu, um, The Normal, Warm Leatherette. Uh, most of the show is songs that Peter Murphy has covered, the originals, and he talks about why he has covered those. So you can listen on demand at SiriusXM.com or on the SiriusXM app, Lust for, Lust for Lists on First Wave this week. So that reminded me because he's doing an entire tribute. Two nights of his upcoming San Francisco uh, residency, two nights are going to be completely dedicated to doing Bowie covers. Oh, that should be interesting. Um, all right, let's. I was trying to think of a good transition for that, and I, I'm, sadly I don't have any Bauhaus covers on the list, but I've got my transition, which undead, is. Undead. Which is this is the best story of why someone covered a song of the day, I think. This is um, a singer named Lucy Dacus, um, or Dacus, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. 
Um, but she has done, she's um, sort of a rising singer-songwriter, got a lot of attention, you know, critical attention last year for an album. Um, and she just did a, for Valentine's Day, a cover of uh, La Vie and Rose. And the story behind it, the cover's amazing, but the story behind it is amazing too. She uh, did an interview about it. And she basically said, she discovered the song in middle school and at one point was in the library, you know, sort of softly singing it to herself, thinking no one was around. But all of a sudden, the janitor pokes his head out of the corner and starts singing the song with her. Um, and she was embarrassed, but then the janitor keeps going and they do this duet. And she said, um, it was just one of those weird moments with a stranger that reminds you that the world is a little bit magical. So I don't know how she's pretty young, but, you know, 10 or 15 years later, um, she's recorded this cover that is it's beautiful. But it's as you'll hear, the arrangement's a little different. It's a little rockier, a little more guitar heavy. But it is totally the janitor works. on it or no? Um, I don't uncredited, perhaps. <laughs> Really nice. Lovely. It's great. And I should also add, the first half is in French, so she transitions about halfway through. The whole thing is, it's really interesting and really, really beautiful. I love it. I feel like there's so many songs that I'm loving this week. Good. Well, we got Month. one more. Hopefully I won't break the trend. Um, <laughs> let's go with, all right, th- let's go with maybe the biggest cover of the month. Um, we should get to it, though I have mixed feelings about it. But this is uh, Karen O. Um, some people may have heard this. She did, for the Amazon show Hannah, she did a cover of Bullet with Butterfly Wings that I think is probably the most discussed cover of the month, so we should probably uh, hit it. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. I love it. Do you not like it, Ray? I love half of it. I love the part we're listening to right now. I love when it's, 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 it's her voice can come through. The parts where it would like at the beginning we heard, of the snippet we heard where it gets really loud and dubstepy. I feel like it overpowers her a little because she's such an amazingly powerful singer on her own. I sort of wish that had been toned down a little, but like the part in the background right now um, where it's electronic production and it's it's hard hitting in a way, but. It gives her more room to breathe. That's the part I really gravitate towards. Channeling Knights of Rep there a little bit. It absolutely is. But it, it also goes with the animated feature that Hannah, right? Yeah. Oh, no, it's, is it animated? I don't, know, I don't know that it's, I don't think it's animated. No, it's not I, animated, But it's, it's an Amazon, it's an Amazon show. Right. Based but on a she, movie, I she believe. she does go into the woods and she is like a murderess or something. So she's a serial killer, isn't she? Something like that. Maybe, that sounds, it sounds so good. I should watch sense. it. I think she's like a kid assassin. Yes. That version is oh. overtaking uh, the original for me. I mm. love that song. That version's fantastic. That is blasphemous, but okay. Yes. Well, we have more covers to go. Hang out, and we'll be right back. She floats like a swan 
Majewski. He's Michael Pagnata sitting in for Mr. Nick Carter, and this is Ray Paget. He's got the covers of the month. Now we're going to transition to that segment where we honor one major artist by playing a lot of covers. And this week, this month, it's going to be Buddy Holly. Um, and th- we always try to find some sort of peg, and the reason is uh, 60 years ago, uh, earlier in February, was the so-called day the music died, um, when Buddy Holly sadly passed away. So um, we're honoring him as a songwriter um, and as a performer with some amazing covers. Um, but first up, we are going to cram uh, 12 covers into about 65 seconds, um, because a lot of people have covered this song, uh, too many to play a-, a lot of, so uh, I put together a medley. Um, of covers of his most covered song, which is saying something, um, Not Fade Away. Um, The opening track of the medley is also probably the uh, most famous cover of um, of Buddy Holly at all, uh, period. So um, I think we're waiting to to boot that up. But um, all right, we're ready. So uh, 12 Not Fade Away covers in uh, short succession, and you will recognize the first one. stuff there yeah a mix of i'm sure some people i'm sure everyone recognized the rolling stones up top um some of the other ones that were pretty well known uh grateful dead were near the end there bruce springsteen um easy to recognize his voice um also probably easy to recognize the voice even though the cover's not well known bob dylan performed it live a few times over the years um but some obscure ones too that are, are amazing i found a uh that i'd never heard the band x um there's a live bootleg on YouTube from a 1979 show um, where they did that song, which I, I didn't discover until putting this list together, which is awesome. So um, a whole bunch of interesting stuff there, um, and uh, many, many more, even even more than that, are on our uh, Best Buddy Holly covers list on the website. 
Um, all right. Well, I guess let's. We were talking about this off mic, so let's talk about it on mic and start with uh, Erasure um, covering every day one of two covers. Uh, two Buddy Holly covers, I should say, they did on uh, a whole covers album, other people's songs from 2003. Um, you know, most covers albums don't include one Buddy Holly cover, but they, they include two. They did True Love Ways, which I like. It's good. It's pretty. But the one that really, I think, makes it their own and changes it more significantly is this cover of uh, Every Day. Every day it's getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. Every day it's getting faster. Everyone said go ahead and ask her. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, Vince Clark working very hard there in the background. With the kazoo? <laughs> very busy track, yeah. Well, they, you know, they had a, that's a great uh, track, and that is actually uh, an Erasure album that is right for rediscovery. There's some great stuff on there, including a great cover of Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill. We were talking about that off air. Mm-hmm. But um, they have a long history of, of covering stuff. I mean, I think they're almost single-handedly responsible for the ABBA musical revival. Yes, absolutely. You know, certainly before Mamma Mia. And um, they also did an amazing ABBA cover that was a B-side on one of their one of their first singles, and it was Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And it's absolutely brilliant. And you can hear that Madonna was definitely listening to that. You know, it's funny because for me, ABBA is a very obvious thing for Erasure to cover in, in a way. But Buddy Holly, less so. All I could think of is Vince Clark, you know, his influences and, and him telling me his greatest influence being Simon and Garfunkel. I have to imagine the Buddy Holly singer-songwriter, that's where Vince starts. And it's interesting that he uses modern technology to make his music, but everything really for Vince goes back to the song, the actual that, bones. That's absolutely true. And also, in Andy Bell's case, he was a kid who grew up in a household where country music, believe it or not, in the yes. UK was beloved. So country and Western music and early rock and roll was a very big part of his upbringing musically. Well, so it all makes they sense. They make me happy. Whenever yeah. I hear erasure, no matter what it is, they just makes me, it makes me smile. The well, kazoo. Yeah. To, well, I was about to say, to your point, I think, you know, they, we talked, they've got this covers album and they cover Peter Gabriel, you know, who do you expect? The Buggles, okay. But there are only two artists who they cover two songs of. One is Buddy Holly, the other is The Righteous Brothers. That's right. Which would also not be in the obvious uh, songs for them to pick. But clearly, these sort of early, you know, forefront of rock and roll people. Um, they're gravitating towards, and it also, of course, gives them a lot of leeway to make the songs their own, because if you pick someone who sounds nothing like you, you know, Erasure is not going to end up sounding like the Righteous Brothers, even if they try. So, they don't, and it's great. You know, I just want to shout out, uh, I shouldn't, because it's really shitty, but have you, did I send you this on Trevor Horn Reimagines the 80s? Yes. Okay, so Trevor Horn... Of the Buggles you just mentioned, plus also Yes, the owner of a Lonely Heart era, Yes. Um, One of the architects of the 80s era. You know, he gave us the ABC, the Look of Love record. He was the producer on it. So he he just came out a few weeks ago with this entire album, Trevor Horn Reimagines the 80s. And the first thing I thought is, if you gave us the sound of the 80s, why did you have to go and reimagine it? And it has covers of everything from Everybody Wants to Rule the World with Robbie Williams to um, Ashes to Ashes, Seal, um, Girls on Film by Duran is redone by the girl group All Saints. 
and it is the biggest turd I have ever listened to. I was so excited for this record, and it just... It is the cheapest sounding, I mean, Brothers in Arms by Simple Minds may be the, the best thing on the record, but I was so disappointed. Did you did you listen to this at all, Ray? I listened to it. I didn't think it was very good. Um, I mean, I think, sort of to your point, Trevor Horn reimagines the 50s or the 70s or the 90s or any other decade. Right. Might, I don't know if it'd be good, but I think it would have more potential. Thank you. Like 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 we're talking about, we're listening to Erasure reimagines the 50s and 60s. You know, that's half of the their album, and I think that's the reason it works. Um, but if you're yeah, if you're reimagining something that is so close to what you already did, it's not impossible. But, but what it's he hard. did before was genius yeah. and. I mean, the Everybody Wants to Rule the World cover with Robbie Williams, it sounds like when you go to do karaoke and they give you the track, and Robbie Williams sounds atrocious. Doesn't he always? I mean, I have to tell you, I spent an hour just listening to this over and over because I was like, wait, what? I mean, he even covers himself with Owner of a Lonely Heart. And... I thought I, I thought it was just me, but I started getting emails from all over the UK, tweets from friends saying, "Have you checked this out?" I well, I love Trevor Horn. He's another one that I really want to interview, and I haven't yet. And I just have one question: Why? Product. That's why. Well, yeah, I wonder how much of that. I don't know about this album specifically, but in the next year or two, it'll be interesting to see how how many covers and how the covers business changes after Weezer's Africa cover. You know, taking this sort of these old hits, you know, from the 70s or 80s um, and, you know, making them just covering them to try to basically achieve relevance. If you're someone who is out of the mainstream, out of the spotlight, um, I've so I've said my piece on Weezer's Africa, so I won't go into it. But I think there was a huge success. And I think a lot of bands and artists and singers, I don't know about Trevor Horn specifically, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone like that is saying, hey, this is a band that like, you know, they have fans, but basically they've been out of the public consciousness for a while. They covered this hit song from yesteryear, and now it, it's their biggest hit in a million years. I bet we'll see a lot more of that. Well, let's go back to Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, yeah. Sorry for the derailment. Uh, I, hopefully none of these covers are that cynical. Um, actually, although, speaking of sort of surprising cross-genre things, I want to do my biggest surprise researching this. Um, there was, in 2011, a... Big, big deal tribute album called Rayvon Buddy Holly. And it had every hip band of the time. The Black Keys, Fiona Apple, Florence and the Machine, My Morning Jacket. Many of which are good, many of which are on our uh, our list on the website. But the one the one person on that track list that I was like, oh, God, why is why is, why do I have to listen to this, was Kid Rock. Um, I was, I mean, just talk about someone who doesn't seem to fit in with that sort of indie rock, you know, pitchfork beloved artist. But his cover of Well All Right is so good, it is... Not what maybe if you know, maybe if you know him really well you would expect this, but as someone who only knows you know his hits and stuff, I did not expect this at all. It's got some funk, it's got some New Orleans stuff going on. It's just fantastic. Um, so my biggest surprise, Kid Rock, well, all right. <laughs> About the dreams and wishes you wish And the night when lights are low Well, alright, well, alright We will live and love with all our might Well, that's great, right? That vocal! Detroit Kid turns it into a Motown track I would have never, if you had played this and say, tell me who it is, I would not have said Bob Ritchie I wouldn't even say it's recent I mean, that's about as authentically Motown as you'll hear and uh, yeah, and it was just five or six years ago. Like I say, I, 
Yeah, I was not expecting much from this particular cover on paper, but holy moly, did right. he surprise me. Wow, Kid Rock. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with some more Buddy Holly covers. Feedback returns in just a moment. Shining a spotlight on the lesser-known covers and cover artists, this is Cover Me on Feedback. Welcome back to Feedback. I'm Lauren Majewski. Michael Pagnata is hanging out with me and uh, sitting in for Nick Carter. And we have Ray Padgett with us. He is the author of Cover Me um, and uh, CoverMeSongs.com. He's the, the main the main honcho there. And we are going through Buddy Holly covers. And that was one. Tell us about it. That is, um, as you may have heard if you listen to the lyrics, it's called not Peggy Sue, but Reggae Sue. It is by a uh, 1980 band. Uh, it's a 1980 single by a band called The Perks. As far as uh, I can find out on the internet, that was the only thing they ever released, um, that one single. So I can't figure <laughs> out who they are or anything about them, um, except they have this one 45-inch uh, record from 1980 with Reggae Sue. And I think it's great. Luckily, someone ripped it and put it on YouTube because it's really fun. Um, all right. Well, let's keep going. Um, let's go to Cat Power, one of the great cover artists of the past uh, 20 or 30 years. Um, pretty much everything she does is amazing. She's released several covers records, but this is not any of them. This is a uh, Buddy Holly cover of Crying, Waiting, Hoping that she performed once just for a live session uh, for Rolling Stone for their video series. Um, and unlike some of her other covers where she wildly, you know, comes up with crazy new arrangements and instruments and all sorts of... This is just her strumming the guitar, which, with a voice like this, I think is, is all you need. So, cat power, crying, waiting, hoping. Crying, waiting, hoping That you come back to the one you love I think about it all the time was a crying and I was a waiting and I stopped hoping that you come back to me you know that's the way you want a cover to be done right I mean that's how cat power is most comfortable and by stripping it all down, you hear the beauty of that song. And I think so yeah. many people think about Buddy Holly these days, and they think of it as, you know, very kitschy. anachronistic and yeah. quaint Glasses. and kitschy. But it isn't. Those songs are beautiful. If performed in the right way, they can still connect as much as they ever did. And I mean, you know, that's the beauty of a cover is, as you're right, especially the recordings, you know, they sound in many cases, they're great, but they sound like early rock and yeah, roll. Dated. They sound of their time. Right. Um, but the songs, the songs are there and can be adapted in any number of styles. Um, well, I guess let's go to a very different version of that. Um, this is probably one of the best-known songs on the list. Um, this is Blondie doing I'm Gonna Love You Too. But what I didn't know about this is, until I researching this, was that so this came off their album Parallel Lines. And the previous record, the big hit for them, was Denise, which was a cover mm. of a, a 1963 song. So the label decided to make this particular cover the uh, U.S. the big U.S. single on a, on a record that also had... Heart of Glass, one way or another, hanging on the telephone. But the label said, uh-uh, I'm going to love you too. That's the hit here. Um, it bombed horribly, 
Uh, they luckily they redeemed themselves with those other songs, but I think it's maybe not better than Heart of Glass, you know, as a single. But I think it's a really good cover and really fun. So this is Blondie. love when Debbie Harry's voice is like that. That's that's how I like early Blondie. I really love like the girl group influences that yeah. you can hear on her voice. Cool. Yeah, and it's just a, a, a great song pick for them. And yeah, very different than Cat Power, but I think the same thing, whereas that doesn't sound like a 50s song, you know, or in the same way. It doesn't sound like Dawn of Rock and Roll dated, historically important. It sounds like it sounds like their time and it still works today, I think. Um, all right, let's keep keep it moving with Tashaki Miyaki. This is a Los Angeles uh, rock band who performs under aliases. Um, there is, for whatever reason, a sort of small uh, industry of garage rock covers of the Buddy Holly song Heartbeat. It was hard to pick just one for the list. Um, there's a bunch of good ones. Um, they're all linked on the site. But I really like this one. It's a little slower. It's a little more shoegazy. Um, this is Tashaki Miyaki, Heartbeat. <sighs> Too. Isn't that good? The Jesus and Mary chain. Oh, it's beautiful. It. Yeah. I think, like I say, there's a number of them, but that one just, it, it's slower than some of them, but it just really connects, I think. And, and a song that, you know, is off is also covered a lot. Um, all right. The one I do want to make sure we get to, because it, uh, it's off the same album as Kid Rock, but this one I was expecting to be great, and it is, is uh, John Doe. He did a cover of uh, Peggy Sue Got Married. We listened to uh, the X live bootleg earlier in that medley. This is much more recent, um, but really, really interesting. Please don't tell. No, no, no. Don't say that I told you so. I just heard a rumor from a friend I don't say that it's true I'll just leave that up to you If you don't believe me something very velvets about that one super yeah and in that case he's able to take a song that uh, compared to a lot of these is pretty obscure but he only ever recorded a demo of it um before he died that later got got fleshed out um which i think gives him a lot of room for me that's that's the definitive version of that i mean that's what i think of when i think of that song um all right let's jump ahead to um elvis costello this is a cool one because this is um live on his on his king of america tour in 1986 and 87 um near the end of the show elvis costello and his band got into performing a cover of true love ways 
um, and it was only available via bootlegs um, and sort of low-quality live recordings for many years, but was not too long ago released on, you know, an expanded version of the album. Um, and I think even though this, you know, he's only a decade or so into his career, he's already very into the sort of Burt Bacharach, you know, what was to come in terms of his singing. But I think, I think again, kind of like Cat Power, it's the vocals that make this one for me. Just you know why you You're right. It's all about those vocals. Yeah. All about Elvis's vocals. The Song's heartbreak. There. Yeah, the song is there. Gorgeous. Well, thank you so much. Buddy Holly covers cover the month. We're going to covers of the month. We're going to tweet that out in the next couple of days, right? When that's up. Buddy Holly's up now. Covers of the month will be up uh, the last day of the month. Covermesongs.com. Right. Make sure you go there. Yeah, absolutely. And let's hear some more of this as we as we head out. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Throughout.